Be a go-getter and a go-giver. Just don't be a go-taker. That's that person who feels almost entitled to to take, take, take without um, having added value to that other person, to the process, to the situation itself. Uh, Go-takers as leaders do not make great leaders. No one's going to follow you and help you accomplish your goals because you would like them to. They're gonna do it because ultimately they believe it's in their best interest as well. Giving and receiving are simply two sides of the very same coin and they work in tandem. Your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. Some people say win-win when what they really mean is, I wanna make sure I don't lose. So if you're the leader, your first job is to discover and determine what do those you're leading find to be of value, right? Hey there, my name is Daniel Franco and this is the Creating Synergy podcast, your business and leadership podcast where we speak to high profile leaders and thinkers about their careers and dig deep by asking the questions we all want the answers to, uncovering their stories, strategies, leadership lessons, and their secrets to success. Today, we have a very special guest all the way from the US, Bob Berg, who is an international best-selling author of The Go-Giver and eight other amazing books in sales, marketing, and influence. With over 1 million copies sold and published in 30 different languages, The Go-Giver is a little story about a powerful business idea written in parable form. It is a highly acclaimed book and has been rated number 10 on Inc.'s magazine Most Motivational Books of All Time and HubSpot's top 20 highly rated books of all time. I personally have read and absolutely love this book and can attest to it that it has had a huge impact on me and my life and brought me many valuable principles over my time. In this podcast, Bob and I dive into his journey as an author, the global success of The Go-Giver and its main message of how giving and not getting is the key to success. We discuss the five laws of stratospheric success that's outlined in the book. These are the law of value, the law of compensation, the law of influence, the law of authenticity, and the law of receptivity. We talk about how these laws work and how serving others is the secret to stratospheric success. We talk about the importance of providing value and how to do it without costing too much money, and the difference between a win-win and a losing proposition, and how to manage the balance of giving and achieving one's own objectives. So join us for a thought-provoking conversation on how to achieve success through the power of giving and how the go-giver has impacted not just my life, but millions of readers worldwide. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Bob Berg. So welcome back to the Creating Synergy podcast. Today for me is a very, very special podcast. I am, I've been humbled that uh, the great man Bob Burr has accepted to come on the show. I'm a big fan of your books, Bob. I've, uh, I'm obsessed with The Go-Giver. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I just really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you. Pleasure to be with you. Thank you so much for having me. So, Bob, just to kick off, for those who might not know, you are an author of eight books with The Go-Giver being uh, an international bestseller with over 1 million copies sold and published in over 30 languages. You were rated, it was rated number 10 on Inc. Magazine's most motivational books of all time and HubSpot's top 20 
most highly rated books of all time. You must be very proud with your achievement with the book. Yeah, you know, we're very happy with the reception it's it, it's had. I and I of course had a fantastic co-author John David Mann who was really the lead writer and storyteller because it's a parable and three of the four books in the series are parables and uh you know without without his writing expertise this never would have happened. So, uh team effort. What what context do we need to know about Bob Berg to to understand how you ended up in the world of writing and becoming an author and <laughs> selling, you know, almost creating this global phenomenon of uh, the go-giver. The very quick story is that I started out in broadcasting first in radio and then television. I, what I like to say, graduated into sales. And after floundering for the first few months, because I, I didn't know anything about sales, I began getting books and well, tapes, that's how long yeah. ago it was, cassette tapes, <laughs> cassette tapes. and uh, started attending seminars and studying sales and, and you know, became successful selling. But what I really loved the most about it was the personal development aspect, because you really had to grow on the inside, mm. right, in order to manifest that success on the outside. So it was just something I enjoyed, and I enjoyed being able to help people own a really great product or service and so forth. Eventually, I worked my way up to sales manager of a company. And eventually, I started being asked to share with other teams what was working for me and for my team. And uh, that's when I kind of morphed into a, a speaker, a professional speaker. And from there, you know, you write books as a way of positioning yourself in the marketplace. Yeah. Um, and then, then I had a couple books out on selling and, <clears throat> excuse me, communication skills. And then the idea for the for the go-giver. Uh, and uh, that's when I teamed up with John, and, and uh, that's really how it happened. Did you ever think that it would take off the way it has? Uh, you know, it's a great question, Daniel. I was confident that there would be a market for it and that it would do well. You know, I'm not sure that you, you can ever know that it's going to take off a, as it did mm. because it, it what because involved in that is a lot of people getting behind it. Mm. So to have leaders, corporate leaders, organizational leaders, sales leaders, and different types of groups that were not even business related, get behind the book and start sharing it with people, start, you know, spreading the word. That's what made it happen. Mm. So it sort of, you know, started out with something that, yeah, I thought was going to be successful, but then it really took off and, and, and took on a life of its own. It kind of really stores... Uh faith in humanity the, the art of being able to give back right it's something that we don't see too often these days and i know that um it's taken it is successful because there is there is an art in giving uh and it really is um it really is something that i think all leaders or all all aspiring leaders or entrepreneurs or salespeople, uh, particularly i'm big in the sales department i know i've, heard, I've listened to a few of your uh, podcasts with anthony and Ianella. i'm a big fan of his as well um and uh yeah i i just i absolutely love the concept of giving it's kind of something that i've innately done my whole life and then when i picked up this book it was almost as if yes like yes absolutely but the the other five laws that go with it kind of round round it off and i thought it i thought it was just very very clever it really yeah. hit the mark for me 
Thank you. Well, you know, a lot of people who embrace the book are, are really the first adopters of the book. We're the people like you who are already very successful and had already been living their lives and conducting their businesses this way. And so the book didn't teach them anything new. It just really more affirmed what they were already doing. But, you know, when we when we talk about giving or the in the context, you know, what the question, you know, what do you mean by go giver, yeah. right? It's really simply understanding. And this is whether you're in sales or whether you're in leadership or, or just in a, you know, an employee within a company and you're, it's understanding that shifting your focus, and this is really where it all begins, shifting your focus from getting to giving. Now, when we say giving mm. in this context, we simply mean constantly and consistently providing immense value to others, understanding that doing so is not only a more fulfilling way of conducting business, it's actually the most financially profitable way as well. Right. And not for any way out there, woo-woo, magical, mystical type of reason. No, it actually makes very rational sense. When you're that person who can take your focus off of yourself, and instead place it on serving others. Again, whether you're as a salesperson or as a leader, right? Serving others, uh, looking out for their best interests, discovering what they need, what they want, what they desire, moving your focus off of yourself onto helping to solve their problems and take them to where they want to go, helping move people closer to happiness. Well, you know, people feel good about you. People feel great about you. People want to get to know you. They like you. They trust you. They want to be in relationship with you. They want to do business with you. They want to tell others about you. As a leader, it's the difference between, as my great friend, leadership authority, Dondi Scumachi, as she puts it, the difference between uh, commitment and compl and uh, or compliance and commitment, mm. right? Compliant is doing things, is insisting on people doing things for your reasons, where commitment is helping them do things for their reasons. Yeah. I was uh, I was taught at a very young age to uh, well, you know the, the the old saying, treat others the way you want to be treated. I was taught at a very young age that that was almost a fallacy, and it was treat others the way they want to be treated, and and so, yeah. So reading this, it, it really, um, it really stands out for me, uh, and it's, it's fundamentally to well, my core. So uh, thank you again. We, we grew up with the terminology, the go getter, right? Go get them, right? Get get out there and achieve. And you've not, you've not kind of turned it on its head, but you've added to what is what already a beautiful added. ecosystem, haven't you? I, yeah. I, I because I love how you said that because yeah because because like in in you can't you can't just expect by giving that something will come back to you without actually putting yourself out there can you is that am I correct in saying that oh absolutely I'm I'm so glad you said that you said it perfectly uh, people think the opposite of a go giver is a go getter it's not mm. we love go getters yeah right go getters take action yeah correct and you know we know you and and, and me and Everyone watching this and listening, we all know that you can have the nicest ideas, the best thoughts, the greatest of intent, but without action put into the mix, nothing's going to happen, right? So we love go-getters, people who are people of action, and go-givers, people who are absolutely, ultimately laser-focused on providing immense value to others. The combination is powerful. Be a go-getter and a go-giver. Just don't be a go-taker. Yeah. Yeah, that's that person who feels 
almost entitled to to take 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 without um having added value to that other person mm. to the process to the situation itself uh go takers as leaders do not make great leaders right yeah uh you know they can have a they can have employees but very rarely a team and very rarely a committed team yeah right uh you know go go taker salespeople can have clients but very rarely repeat clients and more rarely um referral based mm. clients so it's actually, uh, you know, you can succeed by being a go taker. You can succeed financially by, but it's a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot more work to do. It's it, a constant right? hustle, isn't it? That uh, because way. it's not based on that foundation, right? And so it's actually much more profitable as, as much as well as a much better feeling about yourself to be both a go getter and a go giver. Just a quick note: this episode is brought to you by Synergy IQ, leaders in enabling change. Synergy IQ are the ones you call when the change or challenge seems so complex and you don't know where to start. But more importantly, we're the ones you call when you want to make a change that will actually last. If you want to check them out, it's at synergyiq.com.au. Yeah. What, what do you think the reason, I know this is such a big question and it's probably one for another podcast, but why, why is there some people that start with the base of giving uh, and then there are others that start with the base of of taking. Is it is it the background? Is it environment? What 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 do you think? Is it the you know you talk about survive, save, and and serve in in the book? Can can we elaborate on that a little bit? Well, let's let's look at why people you know a lot a lot of people have that kind of go taker mentality, right? And 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 really, it comes down to human nature that that as human beings. Um, we, you know, we're self-interested, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, uh, it's, it's just a, a fact of life. It's human nature. And, and we, by the way, we don't suggest that you try to deny the self-interest that is part of your being, because it's, again, it's, it's part of human nature. Mm. What we say is put that self-interest to the side mm. right yeah. kind of temporarily suspend that self-interest yeah. because here and here's the reason why okay and i and this is something and i know you've got a lot of leaders on this program so this may not totally um, uh relate to them but when i speak at sales conferences yep. okay yep. one of the first things i'll say daniel one of the first things i'll say is nobody's gonna buy from you because you have a quota to meet that's true Okay. Nobody's going to buy from you because you need the money and nobody's going to buy from you just because you're a nice person. <laughs> They're going to buy from you because they believe that they will be better off by doing so than by not doing so. So it makes absolute logical sense for that salesperson to put their interest to the side because the other person's not buying for their reasons, right? So focus on that other person. Now, as a leader, it's the same thing. No one's going to follow you and help you accomplish your goals because you would like them to. Yeah. They're going to do it because ultimately they believe it's in their best interest as well. Now their best interest could be wrapped up in many things, including just being part of a great team and wanting to follow a wonderful leader who they know has their best interest at part. You know, one part of human nature also on a very positive side is that we, we want to feel as though we're something so, uh, that we're part of something bigger than just ourselves. Mm. 
we want to feel as human beings that we're making a a um a contribution to life yeah and we do that a lot through our work that doesn't mean we can't do it in other ways too but we do it a lot through our work so uh so you know when i say human nature that doesn't mean it's bad or good it just is how it how it manifests itself is is you know the difference maker now why are so uh, another reason why a lot of people are go takers in business is because they've been brought up to to, to think that's how you're supposed to do it, mm. right? It, it's that dog eat dog world. Yeah. You've got to be brutal and you've got to step on others' toes. Well, where do we see that? We see that in the movies all the time. Mm -hmm. We see that on television. It's the corporate we see that world. in the newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> to we, a T, isn't it? Right, right. Mm -hmm. that hard, right. And by the way, sometimes there's some truth to it in that people do it that way, even if it's not the right way to do it. Yeah. And so that, you know, so people learn, they live what they learn. Yeah. And other people, when you say, why are some people go, you know, why are some people, you know, go givers by nature? Well, because they learn that way. I, I was very fortunate. I got brought up by parents that taught me that yeah. way. So, and you know, and other people did as well. And there's, sometimes you're lucky enough to have a mentor that. Yeah, there's something, there's something um, really fundamentally um, for me. I, I have been brought up like yourself, Bob, with the art of giving and, um, and I almost do it selfishly, right? I actually get, I actually get pleasure out of, of giving. Absolutely. And, do you know, yeah. Is that, is that a common thing that you see? Yeah. It, it's not well it it is common even though people don't necessarily know that mm. and people don't want to to necessarily say that but it's very true let let's uh, let's take another kind of uh, if you, this is not a business issue but let's just say we're talking about in this case charity mm -hmm. okay which is not what the go-giver is about by the yeah. way uh, even though we believe in it yeah, and that's absolutely. a great thing that's not what the, the go-giver is about but I, I'm just bringing this up at, at, just to to make a point let's say you give, a whole bunch of money to a cause you believe in, okay? Uh, animal shelter, the local animal shelter, okay? Animal rescue, okay? You you write a big check to them. Yep. I'm going to suggest you're doing it because you feel good about yourself by doing Correct. it. Because it's congruent with your values. Right. It's not selfless at all. Hmm. In fact, we could say it's selfish if you yeah. really want to, right? Because you're doing something congruent with your personal values you feel better about writing out that big check than you would feel about yourself if you didn't write out mm -hmm. that big check okay so now let's go back to the business world it's it's the same there mm -hmm. okay when you do something when you uh, make a connection for somebody when you share your knowledge with someone when you help a client work their way out of a difficult situation and help them do something spectacular. Okay. Yes. You're getting paid for it, which you should, of course, it's not one or the other, right? It's, it's both. Okay. You're, you're doing something because you feel great about it. You're helping another person. You get a, and you're also earning a really great income okay. from it. That's how it's supposed to be mm -hmm. too often. You know, we're brought up with this, this treacherous dichotomy, the, uh, false dilemma, the unnecessary use of the word or. You're either a giver or a receiver. No. Yeah. No, you're both. You're, both. you're a giver of great value and you're a receiver of great value. I mean, it's, and that's how it's, it's, it's the law of the universe, isn't it, really? I think you think about there's day, yes. there's night, the tide goes in, the tide goes out, the sun comes out, the moon comes out. Like it, it's, it's the, it's the, there's summer, there's winter, it's the way of the universe. It's always yin and yang, isn't it? 
Pindar said to Joe, you know, just try to breathe out without breathing in. <laughs> you can't, can't do, it. do it. You breathe out carbon dioxide, you breathe in oxygen. You breathe out, which is giving, you breathe in, which is receiving. Giving and receiving are not opposite concepts. Giving and receiving are simply two sides of the very same coin, and they work in tandem. Now, well, and as you said, it's universal law. It's it's laws of nature. Yeah, human nature, but also physical nature, right? We plant before we harvest. Yep. We sow before we reap. We give before we receive. And, but what we know is the giving ha does come first, Correct. right? The giving comes first. But when you do, you create that benevolent context mm. for your success. Then you've got to allow yourself to receive. Yeah, that's an art in its own right, isn't it? <laughs> being, being allowed. Sure, a lot, a lot of people up, think they're more worthy. Well, and we've been brought up with so many anti-prosperity mm. messages, right? Yeah. Look how the, I don't know, I don't know about in the beautiful land down under, but in the USA, man, I'll tell you what, if you've made a lot of money, it's like you're vilified. Yeah. Oh, they must have done it on the backs of others. Yeah. And millionaires shouldn't exist and right. That absolute, you know, nonsense. We call it tall poppy syndrome here as well. Do you? Is that the same saying over there? Yeah. Yes, I have heard that. Yeah. Uh, no, but but it's a, a brilliant Australian saying <laughs> that that we have heard. Yeah. Now, for those who might be interested, let's give a quick rundown of the five laws of stratospheric success, which is what the Go Giver is based on. Can you give us a? I'd love to hear it from uh -huh. you. Sure. They're the laws of value, compensation, influence, authenticity, and receptivity. The law of value simply says that, you know, the, the, your true worth <clears throat> is determined by how much more you give in value than you take in payment. Now, that sounds like a recipe for bankruptcy, right? <laughs> give more in value than you take in payment. You simply have to understand the difference between price and value. Yeah. So price is a dollar figure. <clears throat> value, though, is the relative worth mm. or desirability of a thing, of something to the end user or beholder. It, and, and, you know, what is it about this thing, this product, service, concept, idea that brings so much worth or value to another person that they will willingly exchange their money for it and be glad they did while you make a very healthy profit? I often use the example of the uh, accountant you hire to do your taxes yeah. and she charges you just to name around figure a thousand dollars right that's her fee or price yep. but what value does she give you mm. well through her hard work determination getting to know you and your goals and what you're looking to accomplish she saves you five thousand dollars in taxes she saves you countless hours of time and she uh, provides you and your family with the security and the peace of mind of knowing it was done correctly. So she gave you well over $5,000 in value in exchange for a $1,000 price. Uh, she gave you more in value than she took in payment. So you obviously feel great about yeah. it. But she also made a very healthy profit because it was worth it to her to trade her time, energy, uh, knowledge, wisdom, for that thousand dollars in fact in any market-based exchange okay there should always be at least two profits the buyer profits and the seller profits because each of them came away better off afterwards yep. than they were beforehand that's the law yeah i mean look when i'm show. when i'm buying something price will always uh be 
second to the question is how good a quality or what value will this add to my life? You know, even just as simple as buying a pair of shoes, I won't go the cheap pair of shoes because they will wear out quicker than what a, a higher quality pair of shoes will, right? So yeah, it's about the value received. Mm-hmm. And value is always in the eyes of the beholder, right. right? That's where you talked about earlier about, you know, do unto others as they want to be done unto. Mm-hmm. Because it's not what we find to be of value. It's what they find to be of value. Well, how do we know that? Through asking questions, discovering, listening. Mm. And that's how we know what it is they they value. The second law of compensation says your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. So where law number one says to give more in value than you take in payment, law number two tells us the more people whose lives we touch with the exceptional value we're providing, the more money with which we'll receive, right? So, so uh, law uh, the one, the law of value, that represents your potential income, but the law of compensation represents your actual income because it's how many lives mm. you impact. Okay. So we could say exceptional value plus significant reach equals very high compensation. Law number three is the law of influence. This says your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. No, not in a self-sacrificial way or a martyrish type of way. No, it, it simply as Joe, the protege in the story, learned from several of the mentors, the golden rule of business sales, and we could say leadership, is that all things being equal, people will do business with and refer business to and follow those people they know, like, and trust. And there's no faster, more powerful, or more effective way to elicit those feelings toward you from others than by genuinely moving from that I focus or me focus to that other focus, mm. looking to, as Sam, one of the mentors advised Joe, make your win all about the other person's mm. win. Law number four, the law of authenticity, says the most valuable gift you have to offer is yourself. Uh, Deborah Davenport, the, the mentor in this part of the story, said that all the skills in the world, the sales skills, technical skills, people skills, as important as they are, and they are very important, they're also all for naught if you don't come at it from your true authentic core. But when you do, when you show up as yourself day after day, week after week, month after month, people feel good about you. They feel comfortable with you. They feel safe with you because they know who they're getting. Yeah. And that consistency inspires trust. You know, one thing about authenticity is, you know, that, that, that I think people these days kind of confuse authenticity with having no boundaries. Mm. Just say what you want and no. do what you want because that's authentic, yeah. right? I think that's not correct. Uh, it, it's often arrogance and laziness. And, you know, it's like the person who says, well, I have anger issues and I yell at people a lot. And if I acted any differently, that wouldn't be authentic of me. And no, it just means this person has an authentic problem correct. that they need to authentically work on in order to become a better, higher, more effective, authentic version of themselves. I define authenticity very simply. It's acting congruently with your values. When you do that, you're authentic. And then law number five, and we kind of discussed this already, the law of receptivity Mm. we talked about a little earlier. The key to effective giving is to stay open to receiving. That's the breathing out and breathing in. And it's it's, it's not paying attention to those anti-prosperity messages that we get from the world around us all the time 
that says you're not deserving of money or or you did something wrong, you weren't honest or you no. Uh not that people don't uh make money that way, but that's not something we want to emulate and and I guarantee you for the people who are watching this and listening to this, none of us uh have any special favors that we've bought from government <laughs> to do our bidding for us and that, no. Uh we have to the only way that we are going to earn a lot of money is by providing a lot of value to a lot of people, right? Placing their interests first, knowing that they're buying for their reasons, not ours, Correct. right? Uh, coming at it from our true authentic core and then allowing us, allowing ourselves to receive. So the stratospheric success comes from all five working together in tandem, isn't it? It's not just mm -hmm. one or the other. It's all five in tandem. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. You yeah. mentioned something in there is the helping others get what they want, right? And that's something that is a big part of the go-giver philosophy. Zig Ziglar, is a, I'm a big fan of the Zig Ziglar, and he once said that you can uh, oh. get everything you want in life if you help other people get what they want. Um, and then... Right. And and then in the in the book you talk about 50/50 slash win-win um and how you know we've been brought up that 50/50 win-win is 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 that's kind of you know a Stephen Covey uh, philosophy this kind of right disagrees with that slightly doesn't it Well okay so so let me explain cuz that's a great question so what we said what what Sam uh, who again one of the mentors in the story said to Joe forget about 50/50 50 50 is a losing proposition. And he said, forget about win win. Make it about the other person's win. Make it 100%. But here's the thing we're not disagreeing with Stephen Covey at all. He's the best. You know, he's uh, suicidal. You know, when I talk about, right, when I talk about business networking, I say it's the, the, it's mutually beneficial, the cultivating of mutually beneficial give and receive win win relationships. No, win win's actually wonderful. Yeah. Here's what Sam was saying. Okay. Some people say win-win when what they really mean is I want to make sure I don't lose. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So they're not really acting in a win-win way. Correct. No, win-win's wonderful. Win-win is the ultimate of what you want it to be. It's just that you really, that win-win is not 50%. Win-win is simply both people focusing 100% on the other person. Win-win shouldn't be That's I'm right. just settling, right? I'm settling just right. so and I can... Ah, 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 ah. So I can just walk away with something. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not playing not to lose. Correct. You know, I'm not trying to keep them yeah. from, but right. You know, exactly. So, Bob, uh, a CEO of a business, right, large or small, wants to create a culture of giving, wants to create a culture of giving value. How does he or she or they go about that? Well, so the first thing we need to do, if you remember Pindar's uh, condition with Joe was what? He had to take all five of those laws. It would, he did one a day. And every day, Joe had to apply that law before he went to sleep that night. Didn't have to do it perfectly. Just had to make an effort yeah. to, uh, to apply it. And it's the same thing here. We take all five of those laws and you inculcate that within your organization now. But, but but here's the thing, like when we talk about value, again, value is always in the eyes of the beholder. So if you're the leader, your first job is to discover and determine what do those you're leading find to be of value, right? But then you've got to, throughout your organization, 
have, make sure they understand that their job is to discover what's of value to others. Mm -hmm. So people in upper leadership need to d discover what's of value to the people in middle management or middle leadership. And they have to discover what's important to the people on, and the people on the front line and the salespeople, they need to discover what's valuable to the end user, right? Everybody's job is to basically discover what's of value to the person who they are leading is what it comes down Servant to. Servant leadership, isn't it's it? It's only when that's, that's exactly what it is. Sure, sure it is. Uh, and that's, you know, that's really how you, you know, you go about it. And, the, and as any leader knows, you make it a culture by living it yeah. and by repeating it yeah. <laughs> and by, by getting the buy-in of the other, of those you're leading and helping them to lead and to, to have that same. And that's how you create that, that culture, but it can't be by thinking, oh, this is a good idea. And then giving it one day and then forgetting about it. Mm. You've got to really decide what this is about and what you're about. and then you know, take it to its full conclusion. And that really is what the premise, one of the big premises of the book is, it's about influence, isn't it? It is about understanding those who in which you serve yeah. and how you can help them get what they want. And then ultimately it comes back uh, in you. I mean, we don't, we're not advocating Absolutely. for give so you can receive, isn't it? That's not what you're saying. Right. Uh, and as Pindar explained, you know, you've, uh, you give because it's who you are, right? right? Now it's because of it, it, it because of who you are, that's what you do, mm. <laughs> right? So it always has to start with who you are. Who you are determines what you do. I always think about Pindar in in the fact that you know that the chairman, the old man, or however he's referred to in the book, and right. and um, <laughs> he is giving of his time, right? Very much, he's giving of his time. Mm. Now I'm a leader in a in in what is a growing business. Um, I have often given my too much of my time, to which sometimes it stops me from achieving my objectives in you know the goals and the strategy of the business. How do you uh -huh. how do you like find that happy in between? What's your approach to that, Bob? Yeah, well, so if you're giving so much time in a way that is hurting you. Stop doing that. Okay. Good. That's probably <laughs> the words that I need to hear. Well, there's sometimes I'm sitting yeah. in a meeting and I'm going, what, what, what am I? This is not serving. This is not helping me move the needle of where I need to be. Right. Here's the thing there. And I think this is what's so, so very important, especially with a, you know, a name or a title, like, like the go-giver. Okay. Yeah. There is nothing about being a go-giver that is congruent with being anyone's doormat or being taken advantage of, or again, being a martyr or self-sacrificial, okay? Actually, as a go-giver, you've got to be able to say no so much more than you say yes, because remember, people are going to want your time in ways that just aren't appropriate. You just, nobody has that much that they, right? Uh, but here's the thing, as a go-giver, when you do say no, you do it in a way that is kind, tactful, diplomatic, communicates to that person that they are people of value, right? And that it's just something where you're not able to uh, do, you know, what it is at that particular moment. If you have a way that a resource that they can, uh, that they can tap into or so, you know, what you do that, but you, you, you simply cannot do things that are going to hurt you and your family and your business in the name of giving to it. Cause that's not right. Either. That's not what we're trying to do. 
It's probably words I need to hear. Thank you so much uh, for pointing that out. And to round up the podcast, because I am conscious of your time, what what is one thing out of the the career that you've built? You know, the the go giver, all the books that you you know, analysts refer all the books that you've you've written. What's one of your proudest moments or achievements that you've seen uh, come from others? Not so much yourself, but that you've seen come from others. Oh, I, I just can't tell you how great it feels when someone, you know, tells me that, you know, they they read the book or they were at one of my uh, presentations for their, you know, at their company conference or something. And, you know, something I said or the principles they learned that they, you know, it was just what they needed at that time. And, it, and they were able to turn their business around. Or they were able to do this or they were able, there's, there's just no greater compliment. I talk about being charged up. You know, I just absolutely love that. That's a proud moment for me. Uh, yeah, I yeah. I mean, you're constantly giving every day. You're almost giving while you're sleeping in this fact, in this sense, aren't you? You're waking up and potentially waking up to uh, hundreds of messages every morning with uh, some success stories. It must sure. be a great feeling. <laughs> Well, definitely the hundreds of messages. They're not all messages that are saying, hey, this is, you know, but yeah. lots of messages. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that everybody's on the right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad mine cut through the noise, uh, Bob, and I got uh, I got, got on the conversation with you. Absolutely. So to round off, what's next for Bob? What are you, uh, what's your career look like from here? What's your life look like from here? What's some of the interests that you, uh, you're going to pursue from this point on? Uh, I'm still speaking, but you know, at, at 64, 65 next month, I I don't take any more than one uh, out of town or get on an airplane uh, type of engagement. Now I do about, excuse me, no more than one of those a month. Yeah. Um, but we, you know, we, but we have our Go Giver community online, our um, Go Giver Success Alliance uh, membership community, which is very enjoyable. We have a team of certified go-giver speakers throughout the world. And so, you know, my business partner, Kathy Tajanel and I have a lot of fun doing the business, working with the people we work with. And as long as it's fun, we'll, we'll keep doing yeah, it. Yeah, brilliant. Is there, in Australia, our the majority of our audience is Australia-based. Is there a, is there a coach or a go-giver speaker in Australia? No, uh, there isn't. We actually had one quite a while ago, a great guy, but he went back more into the corporate yep. environment where he came from, and uh, but he was fantastic. Uh, so no, we don't at this time. So Someone's interested to reach out. One day, maybe we will again. <laughs> Very yeah. good. So where can we find and connect with you, Bob? The best place is Berg, B-U-R-G dot com. And uh, while there, they can uh, subscribe to my daily impact emails. Uh, I send them out actually Monday through Friday. And so those were a lot of fun. So feel welcome to subscribe to that. Excellent. So Berg.com. Yeah, B-U-R-G. Excellent. Thank you so much for your time today. And look, and thank you. And I'm on behalf of anyone that's ever read The Go-Giver and, and, and all the, 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 the culminating series after that, thank you. Uh, so much for the time and effort that you've put into it. It is it is changing lives. It is having remarkable impact, and I guess is exactly what the law of compensation says: is uh, have impact wow. on on those uh, far far and wide. And that's exactly what you're doing. So kudos to you and uh, and John for doing that. Thank you so much. I appreciate that a lot. Thank you. Very good. We'll catch you next time, guys. Thanks again for joining us. Thanks for listening to the podcast all. You can check out the show notes if there was anything of interest to you and find out more about us at synergyiq.com.au. 
I am going to ask though, if you did like the podcast, it would absolutely mean the world to me if you could subscribe, rate and review. And if you didn't like it, that's all right too. There's no need to do anything. Take care, guys. All the best.